Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply glorious. And spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness-filled broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UGR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory. And like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast.
So we, we see that when we ever, whenever we go to examine doctrine, these scriptures, we have a high regard for the word. We delight and we trust God with what we know the word says. He blesses us in return of our diligence, right? And then we look at one another also because our life should mean what we believe. Amen? Now, five concepts every believer should have. Five concepts every believer should have. Number one, the commandments of God. The commandments of God. All right? The categories of the Bible is number two. The categories of the Bible, the commandments of God, the categories of the Bible. You know, the categories of the Bible is law, history, poetry, prophecy, Gospels, histories, letters, revelation. Oh, plug in. In the church handbook, the new membership, ask pastor for a copy because you know she collect them at the end. The first section gives you how to study the Bible, and it gives you all the books of the Bible, and it gives you the categories of the Bible. So the categories help me because, I, see, I told pastor, I learned the categories stronger than I learned the names of the Bible. Because if I know the categories, depending on what the subject is about, I, I don't have to know the name. <laughs> you know, I just go to the category. So if I want to deal with creation and how God created order and structure, I go to the law. If I want to learn about Jesus, I go to the Gospels. If I want to learn about the church, I go to the history of the church. You get what I'm saying? Law, history, poetry, prophecy, gospel, history, letters, revelation. All right? And the revelation, of course, is of Jesus Christ. So those categories, and I wanted to promote our own new membership class, that notebook. That first chapter is very important for every believer. <laughs> Amen. You know, sometimes the stuff that we need is in the house. A bishop, a bishop of, of mine used to say that everything you need is in the house. And I'm, I'm really echoing what has been taught for the last 15 years. I just come in with my own flavor to it, you know. So it may sound different, but I'm actually teaching the first chapter of our book, of our new members class. Amen. So the, category, the commandments of the Bible... The categories of the Bible, and here's an important one, the covenant and its language. See, the Bible is a coded book. It's a covenant book. So you have, you know, with Hebrew and Greek are the major languages, but in those languages, different from American and European language, we don't have expressions on our words. They have expressions on what they say. You know, that's why... The sinner can't understand abominations because abomination don't only mean God is against it. It means he absolutely hates it and he will kill for what he hates. That's what he means when he say abomination. And when he say he love, he ain't just talking about, oh, I love you. That's just a salutation. No, he said, I put everything in my nature, who I am. I am love. So when my love is evident in you, you are, when you're stepping in the love of God, you're stepping at me. Because that language is tied to covenant or agreements that have connotations behind the words. It changes how you read the scriptures. 
how you regard the word of God. Because it's a coded book. The natural man can't receive the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. That means you've got to have enough time with the word of God and acquainted with the word of God to get the impressions behind the word of God, the character of the word of God. If you could just read it in the book, a lot of people would have it because <laughs> people can read. But not everybody can discern. Then the other one that, that I'm really studying now, if you ever want to find where Levon is, I'm studying number four, the changes that Jesus brings as Christ. Now that's where I'm at. I found out he changed a whole lot of stuff. Jesus said, they said, but I say. <laughs> the changes that Jesus made, yeah, as Christ. Sorry, I might have said that brings, but I meant <laughs> made. <laughs> Amen. The changes that he made. See, he came on the scene changing stuff. Sabbath worship yeah, is one of them. He changed Sabbath worship. Sabbath wasn't made for the man, or man was made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath for the man. He's changed sacred places. Not only Sabbath, but he changed sacred places. You know, he said, you ain't going to be worshiping at this mountain. But when you worship me, you're going to worship me in spirit and in truth. Right? So he, he changed how we deal with society. Huh? He said, pray for those who mistreat you. Pray. Forgive. Lord knows we're working on forgiveness. <laughs> Hello. I gave a testimony, and I meant it with the sincerity of my heart. There was th I was dealing with a, an offense for three years, and I was talking to my father-in-law, explaining something that had nothing to do with it, and the Holy Spirit said, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> and I said, now you took three years to tell me this? <laughs> no, it didn't. My heart wasn't ready. God wanted to change how I dealt with society. I told y'all I was raised in the church. I know so much about church, it'll scare you how much I know. History and protocol and, 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 and things. I, I can look at preachers and see how long they've been trained, just by observation. If I'm, because of my background, naturally. They ain't spiritual, it's natural. You know, <laughs> natural, because I've been in church all my life. All my life. All my life. All. I don't know what it means to, to not be saved. I don't know what that means. I wouldn't know what to do. I tried it too. One time I tried to go in the club. It didn't work. A chick grabbed me. I got so scared I ran out. I couldn't believe it. I tried. It didn't work. See, Jesus brought changes. And he commanded changes of me. Amen. And then also the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the intelligence of God. The Holy Spirit also advises us. You know, a, a lot of times, a lot of Christians, like today in the modern church, we, we really eradicate the Holy Spirit. We got to give time to the Holy Spirit. Amen. We got to make sure these people really are contacting the Holy Spirit. Because they could be contacting somebody else and they don't need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Man, you can dip them in water, but if they don't have an experience that changes them in that water, that water don't mean nothing. You know, the Bible says, I, you didn't choose me, I chose you. 
The Spirit draws us. Some shit happens. The power of God should be so strong in the atmosphere that it draws people out of sin. Encounters with the Holy Spirit. The comfort of the Holy Spirit enables us. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life. And, it's a, and see, what we've done is we've made salvation the uh, Christianity. And the word Christianity was an insult inserted, uh, inserted in history to identify people that followed God. And they were mocking people when they called them Christians. And we done made everything about Christians. So now when you say that's why the president can get up after he done uh, approved same-sex marriages, go into a sanctuary and start singing Amazing Grace, I'm a Christian like you. Mercy, Lord. Come on, <laughs> I'm saved. Praise the Lord. I ain't mad at Obama. I know he's going to do what he do anyway. Amen. But I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm saying we have a difference and it's in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And if we don't know who we are and, and the power that we ride in, you'll exert a false identification. And you'll miss out on God permitting you to this realm called perfection. Can we go a little deeper in the teaching just for about 10, 15 minutes? Can we go just a little deeper in the teaching? You know, because when I first read this, and the, the foundation teaches I used to think was perfection. I used to say, well, if you, if you got those foundation principles, then God will give you access to perfection. But no, at the end it talks about, if you go back to Hebrews, he said he goes in and, and deal with their character. He don't deal with what they learn. He deal with who they are. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, having tasted the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, if they have tasted the good words, word of God and the powers of the world will come, if they shall fall away. So I realize there are people that have experienced it and turned their back. That ain't a knowledge thing. That's a character thing. Somehow they done detached from their experience in the Holy Ghost. Or they didn't have one. So this perfecting process has been watered down to just, you know, some new members class. And people are robbing themselves from the life that God has for them to live. So it's important that we pay attention to the definitions that we will give in this course because through the definitions we will come to terms of understandings to comprehend collectively the basic doctrines of Christ. What did Christ teach? What did he teach? Not only in what he said, but how he lived. And the first thing, he didn't do anything to anyone unless he had an unction from the Holy Spirit, unless he was empowered with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, each lesson will have a list of definitions at the end of the study. We'll have a whole dictionary on the aspects of faith, because I'm defining as I go, you know. And I try to give you the references of where the main scriptures are for the concepts, all right? So the word perfect. Now, the reason why we should pay attention to this word, it was 13 times in, in the book of Hebrews, but it was 123 times in the whole Bible, 66 in the Old Testament, 57 in the New Testament. The word perfect in Scripture is not used in its popular context as flawless or faultless. Okay? That's not what it means. But the word perfection in the Scripture rather 
means the exercising of spiritual maturity through Christ. The exercising of spiritual maturity through Christ. That's what perfection means in the Bible. I'm going to prove it by scripture. The Hebrew word is tam or tamen or tilios, which means whole, complete, mature, and healthy. All right? Let me check my time. Okay, we're good. Got a few we okay. You got five minutes, right? <laughs> Woo! All right. All right. We we in section two. All right. So our achieving perfection is is the establishing of spiritual maturity. Okay? That's what it means. Spiritual maturity through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. It translates us to truth, the truth that we need to know for living a godly life. Whole, complete, and healthy. Everybody say whole, whole complete, complete, and healthy. And healthy. It, doesn't it doesn't mean faultless, faultless or, flawless. or flawless. It means whole, whole complete, complete, or healthy. Y'all get what I'm saying? So when we're saying perfect, we ain't, so God is not giving you something impossible to achieve. <laughs> he wants you to be complete, he wants you to be whole, and absolutely he wants you to be healthy. First Thessalonians 5.21, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in what? Health, even as thy soul prosper. Right? So, let's look at scripture and see what the scripture says about perfection. I'll give you the scriptures first. Um, Psalms 19, 7 through 11. Matthew 5, 48. Hebrews 10, 14 through 18. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. 1 Peter 5, 5 through 10. And we'll, we'll read over that. Mm. Psalms 19, 7 through 11. Whew, okay. We'll read over these passages <laughs> and then we'll conclude for the night. Amen. I'm going to go over them again. I'm going to read each one. Psalms 19, 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The, test of the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, all and righteous altogether. More to be desired than they of gold, yea, much than fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Moreover, moreover by them is thy servant warned, and keeping of them there is great reward. All right? The Bible tells you in James 1, you can, James 1, 4, anyone who looks perfectly into the law of liberty, they will be blessed in their deeds. So the law is the word of God, the order of God, or what God is speaking to you as law. Do you get what I'm saying? The law of the Lord is perfect. So we see that the word perfect is used for the word of God. Number two, Matthew 5, 48, be ye therefore perfect even as your heavenly father is perfect. Jesus is commanding this in Matthew 5, verse 48, which means your character should reflect the image of God, and the image of God is perfect, right? 
Now, Hebrews 10, 14 through 18, for by one offering hath he perfected forever them that are sanctified. So when you are sanctified by God or set apart for God's work, you are forever perfected. Does that mean you're faultless or flawless? No. It means you're whole, you're complete, and you're healthy. Meaning God gives you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, you've got to abstract that through the knowledge of him who's called you to glory and virtue. But you need to know that when God does something in your life, he gives you everything that you need to carry it out. Matter of fact, he says he makes known the end from the beginning. Why? Because this is reputation. He's perfect. He's whole. He's healthy. And he's complete. Amen. The Bible says under two or three witnesses, let everything be established. We don't found three scriptures. Let's go to two more. Hebrews 13, 20 through, and I love, oh, I didn't even say it. Ooh. Part of God transforming us in sanctification is us receiving directly from him what he wants us to know. And in chapter 10, verses 14 through 18, the scripture I gave you after Matthew 5, 48 it says, I will write my laws in their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. And they will be uh, to me a people. He said, no, no, no. Verse 17, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. I said in one lesson that when you sin, it's different from the world sinning. See, see because a lot of Christians, they be identifying themselves as a sinner. You can't have a sin complex and walk. In the perfection of God. You got to know he made you complete. He made you whole. And he made you healthy. And the only reason why he could do that is through Jesus. Jesus paid the price for your sin. So when you sin, he don't see the sin. He see the blood of Jesus. (laughs) He don't see what you did. Because God's all holy God that can't look on sin. So he see Jesus. He see Jesus' work. And you better thank God for Jesus because he cleanses us up every time we, we, he prevents us faultless so we can come boldly to the throne of grace. So there's a work that Jesus did. Don't let the world tell you, you sin like I do. No, no, I don't. I got Jesus. And Jesus is an advantage. He's, a, he's totally superior to the world. Now, I know we don't like to think, we don't like to treat people like we're superior, but we are nonetheless. Because as Jesus is, so are we. And he finished what he started. I know that, you know. But I wanted you to understand that in that scripture because he said, I did a work for you even when you're faithless. I'm faithful. Because I placed my reputation and I exalted my word above my own reputation. And when I see you, I see the word that Jesus died for you to live by, that Jesus died for you to exist in. I see that, and I honor him every time for the finished work that he achieved at Calvary. And see, if you meditate on that, it'll be hard to keep going back to the addictions and the sins and the iniquities that that so easily (laughs) just existed. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, um, Hebrews 13, 20 through 21 says, Now the God of peace that have brought us again from the dead and the Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood and the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work. To do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Christ Jesus, or through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. 
See, I want to make certain that we, we start talking like the word tell us to talk. Yo, because we got a lot of church folk, they ain't saying this. So when somebody dealing with a, a sin that we know is a reproach, we'll say, hey, um, that ain't right. God can cleanse you. He can, he can cleanse you from all unrighteousness and present you faultless through his son. Hallelujah. Now, it tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, we'll stop here. Likewise, ye younger, submit unto the elders. All of you who are proud, be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourself. Isn't that what Pastor was talking about? Humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, huh? Your adversary, the devil, right? Cometh, uh, what does he do? Cometh like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplishing your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that ye have suffered a while, what does he do? He makes you perfect, establishes you, he strengthens you, he settles you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 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 That was a library. Amen. And we just began. I didn't even get to the section I wanted to go to, but it's all right. It is all right. Amen. Any questions for tonight? Hallelujah. Questions? Oh, the um, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And if y'all notice, I try. <laughs> I don't always do it, but I try to keep it in the same. What do y'all? What do we call that, Selena? Yeah. Oh man. You know how I'd be like call, cast, uh, create. <laughs> Where you keep it in the same letter so it's easy. You know, sometimes it's difficult to do that, like the plan of God, the purpose of God, the passion of God. Y'all get what I'm saying? I try to keep it like that so you can always go back to it, you know. So when, you know, so when we talk about the concepts every believer should have, you should know the commandments of God. You know, I, we, we, I mean, whenever you get saved, most of the time they take you Romans, Ephesians, and the Ten Commandments. <laughs> That's what they tell you to, to know. <laughs> know what God likes, know what he hates. <laughs> The commandments of God. Then the categories of the Bible, the covenants and his language, the changes that uh, Jesus um, brings as Christ and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. All right. Any other questions? Mm-hmm. Then, and do it with a, a, a fear heart. Then you, you wouldn't have to worry about number three. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't have to worry. You don't have to worry at all. 
I mean, you, you know, you. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, God will. Yeah, if if you if you position yourself with a sincere heart. But the key is, like I was saying, the fact that God says, "If I permit, let you know that He is individually looking how we deal with those areas in our life." It ain't just getting a not. See, anybody can say, "Well, I took the perfection class. I got it." God'll let me mature because I took the class. That ain't that ain't God. <laughs> you know, you got to work out your own soul salvation. This got to be personal. You know, a lot of times people think because they in the environment they get the effect. They don't. <laughs> you be in the right environment and not receive anything. How do we know this? Because there's times where the Holy Spirit manifests himself in this church and people walk out the same way and other people get transformed. I mean, look at the beginning of the year. We start praying. Next thing you know, six members got calls. People got raises, bills, debt cancellation. And then there's some people that sit there and act like nothing even going on in the church. And they act like that's normal. The God of this world has blinded the mind of some. Because somewhere in the foundation, they ain't getting it. This is church. <laughs> this is church. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got one more question. <laughs> you mentioned that uh, Jesus did nothing without hearing from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Why would he have to hear if he's the Holy Spirit? Well, okay. That's a good question. The Holy Spirit, God the Father, and, and Jesus are one and the same. We don't see the word Trinity used in the Bible. It kind of helps explain it. We don't see the word apostolic in the Bible. <laughs> it kind of explains it too. But we do see a scripture in Colossians that says the Godhead. And the Godhead is the best uh, word to use for, to identify the, 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 uh, the, the concept of how God works. Now Jesus, when he was anointed, when, you remember when John the Baptist, he had to be baptized to fulfill the scripture. But when he was baptized, you see the Father giving approval that this, he is the Christ. And the Spirit descending on him like a dove, identifying how the Holy Spirit will work. The authority of the Father, the man, Jesus, while he was on the earth, he, he demoted himself, you know, taking on that flesh, right? That flesh separated because God is not flesh. He's spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit. God is spirit. And the Holy Spirit had to confirm him just like he got to confirm us. Although they're one and the same. They're one and the same. Because they don't do nothing without each other. Perfect Glory Radio. Simply Glory. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, We use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.